You're listening to the What Spot Podcast, where an Exmo has turned sexmo, impurity culture at its finest. You are listening to a new episode of the What Spot Podcast, and I am Sarah Taylor. It has come to my attention that I neglect to introduce myself in my own interviews and episodes, and I am sorry for that. But I would also like to extend a thank you to those who have made me aware of this. And it is something that I'm going to be mindful about. So again, you're listening to the voice of Sarah Taylor, the host of the What Spot podcast. In this episode, I interview Christy Stevens. She is an adult performer. She has been featured uh, on the main page of Pornhub more than once. As a matter of fact, I was in Mexico and I turned on the porn channel and boom, there she was. It was kind of funny because I'd just been texting her that day. But I came out here to LA to make some content with her and a few others. And I asked, I said, hey, would you mind being on the podcast? Because um, I think you would be super fun to interview just with her background. She, you know, she's an ex-Mormon. She went to um, Utah's, uh, the University of Utah, and she did work as a stripper in Utah as well. So this is going to be a really interesting episode to tune into. And yeah, we discuss even a little bit into the content that we made, which was cool, but that's really not what this whole episode is about at all. But trigger warning, we do talk about porn and we do talk about the porn industry. So just something to be aware of. Uh, and it is based off of our own personal experiences so if you're coming from a place where pornography is a, a tough subject to talk about with even your partner or just within your own self, I apologize. But again, this is coming from our own experiences. So um, as for news going on this week, if you follow me on my Instagram or my Twitter or really anywhere other than TikTok, because fuck, I didn't even announce it on TikTok, but I did just sign with an agency. I am now signed with Motley Models and uh, I've feel like this is going to be a pretty big deal moving forward for me. Uh, I am going to have access to a lot of doors that I I guess I could open them myself, but it's going to be nice to have some of the doors just be opened by someone else and I can just walk through because Lord knows I hate opening doors. <laughs> I'm a lady, you know, I like having the doors open for me. I can put in the work, I can walk through the door, but if someone can open it for me, fuck, I'll, I'll fucking take that. So anyway, <sighs> other than that, what else has been happening? Oh, as far as a new lifestyle club goes, there is still lots of talk going on with that. Things are happening in the background. Um, speaking with a lawyer, it is going to be something that is going to take time. So again, continue to have patience. We have to do things the right way. And when that happens, when more movement happens, you know, I'm going to be sharing that information. But right now we're just kind of taking it slow. And as far as future episodes go, I do have an interview uh, tomorrow, actually, with uh, the gal April Davis from the Vagina blog. She is Ooh, she's going to be just a powerhouse to have on the podcast. She's going to be able to talk to 
us women about how to take care of our vaginas properly. And I know there's a lot of male listeners in here who are probably like, how the fuck is that going to help me? Well, I don't really know how it's going to help you. So you might want to skip that one. I don't know. Um, I am going to, you know, discuss a couple of things here and there that might benefit the male listeners. But for the most part, I am just excited to have April Davis on this episode because if there is one thing that I have learned since leaving the Mormon church and exploring my sexuality, it's that my vagina, uh, she needs a little bit extra, you know, care with what's happening around her. So, and yes, I am referring to my vagina as a completely separate entity from my own being because she is, you know, she's a queen. I love my vagina. I like to call her my um, yoni or my pussy, but vagina is a word I'm going to use a lot when I'm chatting with April Davis. So you're going to want to tune into that one. And then after that, the next episode to come out, I've got a lovely, lovely young couple, new age. They're about, actually, they might be younger than me. (laughs) I'm 31 and they're, I believe they're younger than I am, but they are active in the lifestyle. And here's the twist. We're going to have another uh, single guy on the episode. And uh, I'm going to kind of play the mediator between the three of them. But really what I want to have is dialogue. I'm going to have a single guy and a lifestyle couple all discuss, you know, what is expected, wanted, tips and tricks, just all the things. Because I think... In the lifestyle, the biggest um, holdup we have is single men generally feel like they're being left out. So hopefully this young couple can guide our new age single men, guide them into the lifestyle and really set some some good boundaries, but also um, give, you know, a good good map for the single the single guy listeners. So that'll be a really fun one. As far as like when those are all coming out, I want to say that episode is definitely going to be out in May. And what else? Oh, I am going to be looking for some uh, new interviews here pretty soon. So stay tuned on the Wet Spot podcast Instagram page. That is where I'm mostly going to be putting the, what I like to call uh, cast callings out. And be prepared to... Uh, verify yourself a little bit because it's really hard to take accounts seriously when a person has no profile picture, no followers, nothing. Because at the end of the day, you know, I have to keep myself safe. And the last thing I want to do is put myself in a situation where I am not safe. So be prepared to verify yourself and just don't waste anyone's time. Please don't do that. That's not fun. Anyway, without further ado, here is the Christy Stevens interview that you guys have all been waiting for. Joining me on this episode of the Wet Spot Podcast, I have the one and only Christy Stevens. Hello. (laughs) I feel like when, I feel like if I were to Google you, Christy Stevens, you would be the first thing that would pop up on Google. Have you ever checked that? Um, yeah, the SEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. It's it's good to check the search engine optimization. Does that happen, like, naturally, though? Just... 
Um, yes. I mean, look at that. Yep, I just Googled Christy Stevens, (laughs) and it says movie star. (laughs) Oh, that's changed. I love that. Uh And it's got your height on there, too. 5'2". Yeah. She's a shorty. Yes. (laughs) She's so tiny. Um, So I'm out here in California with Christy Stevens. Um, We we were planning on doing this podcast, but we're also out here, and she's been so great helping me with content stuff, like kind of not coaching, you're not coaching me no. at all, but I feel like I've learned so much just from being with you. Yeah, just like experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 been a lot of fun. So tips, I guess. That's yeah. what we're doing. Um, just I, to kind of bounce off her height, if I can <laughs> just share. As I was coming into the building, she opens the door, and the first thing I think I even said it when I saw you was. You're so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> She's so tiny. It's cute. Um, I'm like, I feel normal to me, but yeah. <laughs> but you are so tiny. Um, You're all of like two inches taller. Well, people tell me that, and I've said this, people tell me that I give off tall girl energy, and I feel like you do too. Yeah, in pictures and stuff, videos. Yeah. Yeah. And people have said that about Tom Cruise, too. Yeah, that's why... Well, remember I asked you before you came out how tall you were? Uh-huh. Because I thought you might be taller. Yeah. And for anyone curious, I'm 5'4". So yes. she's 5'2", which <laughs> feels just so tiny to me when I look at her. Um, but yeah, she's here, and she's going to you know, chat with us a little bit about the industry, the adult industry, and this is not TikTok or Twitch. Yeah. So I can say porn. Yes. Oh, and we can fucking cuss on here, too. Oh, yeah. You don't cuss a lot, though. Oh, I... have noticed. I do. I I just haven't the past couple days. Okay. (laughs) Or maybe in my head. Not because of me. No. Just busy. We've just been busy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to pull the F word out of you today. Oh, you won't have to pull it out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm saying... I uh, use them all up when I play video games. Nice. Um... So, did you want to just go ahead and briefly introduce yourself? We are going to dive into a lot about who you are, but mm-hmm. if you had to summarize yourself in like a like a sentence, just an introduction. Okay, well, I'm Christy Stevens. Um, I got my bachelor's degree from the University of Utah. I am currently an adult film actress. I've been in the industry for 10 years, and I started doing Twitch during the pandemic, and now I'm also a Twitch partner, and there's lots more to me, but yeah, that's just a little bit. I love that you incorporated your Twitch. Oh. Because your, well, your Twitch stuff looks like a lot of fun. It is, and it was something that I never, like, I never even picture. I couldn't, if you would have told me that... I was going to be playing video games, live streaming, playing video games on Twitch. I would have, yeah, thought you were crazy or something. It was very unexpected and something I just kind of fell into and loved. Okay, so I have to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, were you playing video games before? No. Okay, so you got into video games. Yeah. What games do you play? Because if I were to join Twitch, it would mm-hmm. be like Crash Bandicoot or something. Um, well, Elden Ring is the big one right now. It's really fun, but also really hard. It just came out. But um, Witcher 3 is like a 200-hour game, and I'm close to finishing it. Um, also, like, I've played the, you know, Call of Duty and all the main ones. 
But uh, yeah, which are, oh, Bioshock Infinite also is one of my favorites. That's awesome. You are like way cooler than I am <laughs> to a lot of my listeners right now. <laughs> no, it's just that they didn't really market video games to women or yeah, to girls. So it's so true. Yeah. I love Call of Duty though. That's yeah, actually one of my favorites. Um, I don't play it a lot. Me either. It's to- a little toxic. Sometimes. Well, and my partner, he's actually not. He is not super into video games like that like he could be actually that's not true he could very much become like a gamer uh-huh. like an addict and I don't like to label him as that mm-hmm. but he would be that person who would play for days on end yeah it's it's amazing and I had boyfriends who used to do that and would I didn't understand it but now that I play them it's amazing how you just lose time like, I've yeah. gone for, like, 12 hours. and like, Do you feel like you're immersed in this, like, game and nothing sometimes, else exists? Because you wear those headphones and everything. Yeah, sometimes I do. Like, I'm aware of my chat and stuff. But, like, yeah, it depends on what else. During the pandemic, I definitely did because there was nothing else going on. But now that life is happening again, I, I don't let myself get there. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. And I'm going to be on, uh, your, yeah, yeah. this episode will actually be out already, but, um, I highly recommend you go and I don't know, do you save your Twitch lives? I save all of them and I can even make a highlight of us. Yeah. So you're definitely going to want to check out the Twitch episode that, or the Twitch Mm -hmm. live that I'm going to be on. What's your Twitch handle? We usually plug at the end, but over here. Christy Stevens underscore. Okay, Christy Stevens underscore. You can find her on Twitter, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all of your links are going to be in your socials. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and I've been tagging her in my stuff on Instagram. So you're going nice. to want to check that out. Um, her Twitch lives are really funny. I've seen clips from them. And <laughs> oh. the ones that I've seen are things like a you know, picture falling on you or like you being in the hot tub doing something. I don't know. The kiddie pool, yeah. yeah. Like, you are so funny. And then she's got this little baby Yoda. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. Yes. But, um... Baby Yoda gets more views yeah. than I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, I have a lot of listeners who are from Utah. Or yes. have, you know, they're familiar with the Mormon church. Yes. I like to think because I know I have active Mormons who listen to me and I appreciate you being here I also have a lot of ex-Mormons who are listening ex-Jehovah Witnesses um, ex-Christians whatever people from everywhere but you identify as like when it comes to religion do you identify as an ex-Mormon um I mean there wasn't really an ex-Mormon community when I left um but yeah like I'm technically am ex-Mormon. Um, sometimes I spend like oh, how many years now? Fifteen years. So sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel like the ex-Mormon identity definitely became more of a thing because of TikTok. Yeah, I feel like I'm more part of the community, and yeah, I grew. I usually say I grew up Mormon mm-hmm. and left, yeah. and so technically I'm ex-Mormon, but I don't. I guess I just don't think about it that much. Do you think that term was around 10 or 15 years ago, ex-Mormon? Yeah. Oh, it was? I'm I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I was 17, 17, so that was more than 15 years ago, yeah. Um, 
That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I was just like just like now there, thinking about that. There were that. definitely inactive members, and then word, Jack. Yeah. There were Jack Mormons, mm-hmm. and then maybe they were just called anti Mormons back then. I think that's what they were called back yeah, then. Yeah, was anti Mormons mm-hmm. because the the stuff they had that brought them out of the church was also considered anti Mormon literature. Yeah. So they were anti-Mormons. Or just even leaving the church was considered an act of being anti. Yeah. 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 Or mm-hmm. you're inactive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I I was out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, you said, but I do, yeah, I still love Mormon people, of course, too. Of course, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there are the few that were... That I personally could do without yeah, ever, ever hearing about. Yes, but. every ward I think had. Oh some. yeah. Um. So you said you left the church when you were seventeen. Um. Yes, I was seventeen. Okay. Seventeen years old. And um. I was mentally question. I'd say I was doubting and questioning even questioning at fifteen, doubting at sixteen. And I was lucky enough to have a dad who, my parents are divorced, so he, and he is not Mormon, Mm -hmm. and he lived in the same city, so I was able to move in with him uh, my senior year of high school, Mm -hmm. and I really loved not having to get up at 4 a.m. for seminary anymore. Uh, I did the first three years, but the last year I was like, yes. Um, So yeah, at 17, I was out and living with my dad. That was just before you attended college, right? Yeah, so like a year before. Okay, mm-hmm. and you, so you grew up in California. Yes. And you left the church, and mm-hmm. then you decided to go to school up in Utah. Yeah, well, my mom would only let me apply to, um, like, university. Well, she really wanted me to go to BYU. I was only allowed to apply there, and she let me do University of Utah as a backup. Oh, wow. But when I moved in with my dad, we were able to do some late applications Mm -hmm. and ended up going with University of Utah because I got a scholarship. USU? Yeah, University of Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of the Aggies. Yeah. Anyway, you're youths. Um, so yes, I uh, grew up Mormon, lived in California, left Mormonism, and moved to Utah to deconstruct Mormonism. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> and you and you did it in a very interesting way mm-hmm. because, and if I'm assuming this correctly, you then started working at a strip club. Yeah, while you were well, in college, right? Yeah, I had my freshman year. I didn't. Uh, I did the whole dorm room, you know parties and stuff like that, but my sophomore year, um, I started, like, right before my 19th birthday, I started dancing, and that's also when I started raving and then getting into DJing and all that. Getting into the rave community. So Mm -hmm. I used to live in Salt Lake City um, just right off of the avenues. Oh, I love the avenues. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, I remember, so it was, like, 600 West? I'm trying to remember like where I was at. But yeah, so the avenues, you just keep walking down, 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 and then you hit Temple Square and you're just right there. Yeah. So I used to walk to the temple every single day. That's how I was. Oh, wow. And I was just crazy. But I remember I'd go write in this journal. And one day I was walking back home from the temple along the avenues. And this guy 
pulls up in a or is following me slowly in his car that in his license plate wasn't even on the car and I look in the window and he's he has his ball cap on and he's just like ferociously oh. masturbating oh no <laughs> yeah that was my experience wow. like, living just over by that area and I just remember running as fast as I could like Scary. back to my apartment and I called the police and I was like this man he was in this vehicle and described the vehicle he was masturbating and they were like what was his license like oh he didn't have it and they were just like, okay, well, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and get on this. I never know. Like, I don't know what happened. But <laughs> I just remember hearing about Ted Bundy, like, being around that area. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I, I didn't know he was in, I, I know the story, of course, and that he was in Mormon. Yeah. But I didn't know it was that specific area. Oh, yeah. He was, like, over, like, all over the Salt Lake area for a little bit. He was mm. even at Trolley Square, just Yeah, that's, that. like, Charles Manson was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah. But, um, so I've been wanting to speak to a stripper who works in Utah and I might actually reserve more of those questions for that specific person. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I do have somebody that is interested in doing an episode with me, but, um, I mean, that's just crazy. And it's probably changed a lot since I was I feel there. like it has mm -hmm. because I think now that there's more of a social media aspect to, and more ex-Mormons. Yeah, so I'm wondering uh. if less people, like less um, active members of the church are going to strip clubs for fear of being exposed, but did you ever have like active members? Oh, lots. To? Yeah, there would be um, garments on the, f the men's bathroom floor a lot. Like the people who cleaned it would uh, a lot of times be picking up garments. Why would at they the end take of the their garments off? Guilt, shame. And before they, oh, when they were getting private dances. Do you think they would jizz in their garments and then drop them on the floor? I don't think it was that deep. I think, oh, their bottom ones? Yeah, like maybe they didn't want to go home and have jizz in their garments. That could have been it. Also, I think some of them would take them off before so they weren't like defiling the garments or whatever. Interesting. Yeah, probably both. Wow. Oh, and missionaries. Uh... So, 19-year-old boys who were, because it was an 18 and up club, uh -huh. um, the 19-year-old boys, Mormon, Mormon boys would come in right before their missions and get lap dances and really? stuff. Yeah. Oh, my And gosh. private rooms. <laughs> the oh, IP I rooms. love that. Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes my next question, like, so tame. I was going to say, did you ever have bachelor parties of guys who were about to go into the temple and get sealed and they were like, I'm here with my bros. Um, there were lots of bachelor parties, but I know that question didn't come yeah, up. I mean, I'm like, oh, are you going to the temple tomorrow, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, congratulations. When's the wedding? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Wow. And like, oh, bring the bachelor on the stage and yeah. do the thing. Wow. I mean, as long as they were tipping, we don't. I didn't really care. And, if they you, were. and you made pretty good money. Um, yeah, girl. I got really lucky because at the time we were the only club in Utah that did lap dances and private rooms. Okay. And because we they didn't serve alcohol, and there would only be six to eight, sometimes ten girls a night, which is not a lot of girls for mm -hmm. a strip club. And it was like, so it was like the only place guys could go to. And it was kind of on the way in from the airport. So 
guys from out of town would come there because it was the only place for them to go to as yeah. well, business people traveling. Um, couples would come in too. I loved when they came in. I wonder if they're in the lifestyle community. Now? Oh. They, I mean, they, they could have been. Mm-hmm. I know I've been to a strip club with my partner, so. Yeah, it seems like a lot of. I think of... it's like that entry level, like, let's go to a strip club. It's like yeah. the first thing you do before you just say, let's just go to a lifestyle party. Yeah, and sometimes you can even meet other couples there. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Ooh, I should throw a birthday. Well, do they throw birthday parties at strip clubs? Um, sometimes, well, if their friends, like, tip, we'll bring the birthday boy up and do a whole thing. Oh, okay. But it's. Unless they, like, I have no idea now. They would probably have to rent it out or yeah. something. I want to do something for my birthday in May. And, and there, there are probably so many more options now, Oh, too. yeah. I know we're trying to come up with the concept concept parties for the new club we're trying to open. And I think the first concept party might be my birthday party. So stay tuned for that. Anyway. It sounds exciting. I know I'm. Yes, I'm you're definitely like, invited. invited you can bring a plus one too if you'd Ooh. like. Um, if you know anyone mm-hmm. that you'd like to bring. Um, okay, so uh, you said that you've been in the adult industry for 10 years? Yeah. So when did you decide to get into the adult porn industry? Because you said oh, yeah. you, you've okay. been in it for 10 years. So I graduated college um after seven years and there were really no jobs at the time because it was kind of recessiony still um and I had always wanted to um you kind of like do adults and um, there wasn't really anything I was feeling passionate about with my degree, and I wanted to be closer to home and my family as well. Like, Utah is beautiful, and I loved my time there, but I was like, okay, I'm ready to be back. Yeah. And, um, one day, uh, I was, I remember the moment I decided to do it. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And <laughs> in my, in my apartment at the time, and the idea just popped into my head, like, do porn. And, and you just went with it. Yeah, I researched agencies and had some professional photos taken, sent them in, and came out here, and the rest is history. That's kind of how I do things, too. Like, I get these little pops in my head. Yeah. And I run with it. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how I started my OnlyFans. And I know you and I are very similar in the sense of, like, um why we also got into doing the adult stuff because you started stripping right so Mm -hmm. so you left the church you moved to utah and you said you went to utah to deconstruct not that that's why you went to utah but getting into stripping was a part of your deconstruction yeah it was just ironic that i moved to utah and deconstructed there (laughs) um but yes um so I feel like we're both the same. I went to OnlyFans to start my deconstruction yeah. of sexual shame and, and also porn. I also wanted more um, freedom and independence. Um, I lost my scholarship because I had too much fun. Um, <laughs> you were part of the rave community. Which I is was. Why it took yeah. you seven years. You said yes. Oh no. Well. That's not why. It was because I was working. You were just working a lot. Yeah, and so I went part-time mm-hmm. when I was working so that I could get better grades. Okay. And that's yes. why it took me so long to to finish. Yeah. 
it yeah it I just it's so interesting to me that like a lot of people like us we find ways to deconstruct the internalized yeah. sexual misogyny it definitely um and like I felt it allowed me to take my power back working uh-huh. at the club um because I could set the rules and um I felt like I was in charge. It was a controlled environment where I could explore these things Mm -hmm. without getting too intense and um, kind of figure out what I actually enjoyed versus the personality and things that were given to me. And um, it was really healing. And for all the girls, there were a lot of ex-Mormon girls who worked there, obviously, and kind of the same same thing for them too um I mean I used to be afraid to walk into a novelty shop like I would freeze and feel so uncomfortable because like right after leaving Mm -hmm. um and now it's just so natural for me and it's so bizarre that I felt like that ever yeah yeah so it allowed me to it got same way got rid of the shame (laughs) got rid of the like um scariness like once you bring it down to a human level and you're like, oh, these are just people. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm an adult. Yeah. I belong in this store. Yeah. And yeah. also, like, I'm in charge of my own yeah. sexuality and they're in charge of theirs. Um, so I feel like one of the biggest things that I had to deconstruct when I got into, like, OnlyFans and stuff was definitely purity culture. Um, and I know for me, like purity culture definitely affected or had an impact on my sexual development. I just wasn't able to articulate the things that I liked. I settled for a lot of basic things because it was what was considered okay and safe to me. And I didn't explore as much sexually Um, And that was like me. That's what purity culture did to me. And then I also was not open-minded enough to see what other people were interested in and maybe take notes from them. And I was probably a little more judgy towards Mm -hmm. other people based on what they were interested in. Did you, like, do you feel like purity culture affected your sexual development in any way? Or hindered it? So much. Yeah. Because um, I think I can say this. Uh, if I can't let me know. I mean, I started... Mas- you can say whatever you want. This I started masturbating at a really young age. Same. And uh, just, you know, kids explore their bodies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this feels good. And yeah. my mom would just yell at me and be like, don't do that. And she wouldn't explain it to me or anything, but like uh, kind of freak out on me. So there was like a lot of shame around it. And then with the church mm-hmm. and all of that too, yeah. I had a lot <laughs> Uh, a lot of issues, yes, around it. That um, actually is very similar to me. And mm-hmm. Natasha Helfer, she's actually discussed this mm-hmm. on her TikTok. She's got a video about it. And I'm not going to go into the age of which when I started, and you don't need to do that either because mm-hmm. we don't need to say that. But, I mean, it really does start at a young age. Mm-hmm. And it's natural. It's not mm-hmm. being given to you by anyone else. No. It's something that just happens naturally. And I remember mm-hmm. as a convert... When I started going to church at like 10, 11, I got baptized. And then I started learning that this thing that I was doing was considered wrong. And it definitely fucked with me. Like, 
And I immediately knew going into the bishop's office, I had to lie. I was lying at a young age about something that I shouldn't have even had to discuss with anyone. Can I, uh, so this is what I would do. I would pray to Heavenly Father for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. like right before the interviews. So then I wouldn't have to say, so in my head that like made it okay because I had already asked Heavenly Father, quote, for forgiveness. Any unresolved issues. Yeah, so then I didn't have to, and that was, I'm like proud of Kid Me for doing that, and yeah, I'm like, go, yeah. Go you. Yeah. Yeah, so did you ever have any like bishop confessions that were uncomfortable? Yeah, and that is the last time I ever went to church. Um, so I was messing around with my long-term boyfriend when uh, I was like 16, 17, and I, I used to be the really good Mormon girl, like prudish, like not dating anyone even when, uh, I guess I would have been 17 because I didn't date even when I turned 16. Didn't have my first kiss till 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... And then I just did it all. But um, <laughs> but I went in, and my mom forced me to go in, and it was one-on-one. And I just remember feeling very weird, and, like, he was judging me and, like, looking at me weird. And I was like, why is he asking me these questions? And he looked at me different. And it was... There was just a really bad, negative feeling in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about feelings so much and following your... the Feeling the spirit and following your feelings. And I felt not good things. And he shouldn't have been asking... This random man is asking me questions about me and... Your te- sexual experience. Me and my boyfriend. boyfriend. And we're both teenagers. Um, so I got out of there. I couldn't take the sacrament and never went back. You were just done. Yeah. Yeah. I I moved and never went back. It always amazes me that there are people who continue to go to those confessions. My husband was one of them. He was doing the confessions while we were married, still going in and confessing things because it just, you get so mind fucked Mm -hmm. to think that you have to do this in order to continue like, you know like to get into the celestial kingdom bullshit yeah anyway um if you could go back and tell your younger self anything what would it be um oh so too many things to even i'm like buckle up i don't know (laughs) like Um, if you like if you could tell you it's gonna be so much better than you could even imagine yeah like 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 the 17 year old self like oh yeah um or like kind of when you were at a low in your teens thinking like I wasn't really ever at a low in my teens. That happened more after, like, in my early, in my, uh, when I moved to Utah and was away from my dad's side of the family and in a new place around all the Mormons. Um, That younger self, uh, I mean, she got me out of it, so. Yeah, just say maybe thank you. Yeah, thank you is what I'd say. Thank you for taking the initiative. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that, actually, like even for myself, mm-hmm. because I look back at my old self sometimes and I feel like bad for her and I just want to be like, it's going to get better. Uh-huh. But in a way, I now I'm looking back at her and I'm mm-hmm. thinking like she dealt with all this 
And at one point, that led her to take the initiative. And yeah, own. and was strong enough to do that. It almost makes me emotional to, like, think about that. I know, that. me too. I just I, got, like, The chills. little goosies. Mm-hmm. Um, would would your younger self be shocked about your career path so far? No. Well, which younger self are we talking? <laughs> Actually, well, just any just 17-year-old me would not. Uh, 14-year-old me would be. Uh, 14 and younger, I would be so shocked. Um I remember in my freshman year, there was a new girl who came in and we were talking about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And she's like, I want to be a stripper. And I was judging her so hard. I love that she owned that though. Yeah, but I was sitting there judging her so much (laughs) in my head and I turned out to be the stripper. Do you ever wonder where she's at now? (laughs) I I have. Like, I haven't thought about that recently. Do you have her, uh, any Uh, like first and last name? We can Google her later. No, I don't care. It, that was in high school. That would be so fun yeah. to know what she was doing now. Yeah, I hope she did. I hope she lived her dream. Yeah. Um, and as far as, like, dating and stuff goes, so we were talking about, I think it was on the phone, we were talking about how, um, like, dating, you mentioned that when you were dating and you had not yet started adult content, you said that porn was something that you were uncomfortable with. <clears throat> Um, yes. So not even just uncomfortable with, like I judged it hard. Even when I was dancing, I I call it dancing, but stripping, Uh um, like porn, like it took me, cause I danced for seven years. So in the beginning I wasn't as warm. I still saw porn as bad. Mm -hmm. Like doing porn was a whole of that. Um, it was like level unlocked a whole other level of deconstruction. But I judged porn really hard, and it made me feel really insecure and like I wasn't enough, you know, yeah. when my boyfriend at the time would look at porn. He was like an, a 19-year-old, you know, we were both 19, and he was looking at porn, and um, uh, that's totally normal, but it would cause so many fights, and it would make me feel really bad about myself. And I would get really jealous, and yeah, it was very toxic. Like, I was pretty toxic about it. Um, and I I love how far I've come um, since then. I think that's one thing that would have surprised me then. Is that <laughs> is, now you're making porn when you were yeah, so Yeah, and I'm it? so, like, oh, like lo- free love and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, loving it. Um, Yeah, you are amazing at it, too. But, yeah, I used to get super jealous about it, (laughs) for sure. Yep, I was the same way. So, if you are feeling jealous or uncomfortable about porn and you don't like that feeling, because I didn't like feeling that way, um, there's hope. (laughs) Yes. I was so against porn. My partner, seriously, like, he would look at it, and I would take it so personally. Yeah, like, that's what, the like, thing. What, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, yeah, like, that's what the exa- fuck? Like, just... We just had sex the night before, and mm-hmm. here's your search browser. Like, what the fuck, dude? And, like, he you... would be trying to find, like, the video he wanted to watch. So I'd see, like, tons and tons and tons of videos. Because <laughs> oh. I do that, too, now, where I'm just like, ah, eh, this one's not doing it. Like, Yeah. But I'd be like, you're just going on this binge, like, looking at all these girls. Like, you're mm-hmm. feeding it. And... Anyway, yeah, and I definitely think the church had a lot to do with that, like, for me, because I was put into this accountability role with my partner. He put me into that position, too. 
But um, yeah. but yeah, like I just I hated. I never had to do that part, but I hated what, porn. It what was like you a, were saying, you described perfectly. That, yeah. that those are the words I, I was felt, looking I for. I felt threatened by it. Like, yeah, me too. Like, is my vagina just the vessel for yes, you? Yes, exactly. But and I did not like feeling that way. I was like, how can I not feel like this? Mm-hmm. And it really did like make our relationship toxic for a while because. Mm-hmm. Now that we don't care about porn and we can both watch it and whatever. And watch it together. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't fight about it anymore. And mm-hmm. our right. relationship is great. But when we would fight about porn, it, like, I was always on edge and he was always feeling defensive. Yeah. And, and we just, our um, relationship sucked. And if there was a girl around, I would just think he's undressing her with his eyes. Oh, yeah. Even if there was, like, a, you know, sexy girl on TV in a mm-hmm. bikini, I'd be like, oh, he's staring at her, not me. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It was horrible. Yeah, I've I, been there. Wow. I'm, like, I'm cringing at, like, myself. Yeah, and even just <laughs> going to, like, Temptations this past January, my partner, it was a topless resort. Um, it's not a lifestyle resort. I've said this. It's lifestyle friendly, but the pool is all um, topless. And um, I was mostly in my mind. I was thinking, oh, he's just going to be staring at all these girls with their tops off. And you know, he did, and I did. But yeah. his big thing was t- like encouraging me yeah. to take my top off. Aww. And I and I did. Uh-huh. There were some times where I kept it on, honestly, mm-hmm. because I spent a lot of money on my bathing suits and I mm-hmm. liked how the top looked. Mm-hmm. But I did get comfortable to take my top off at the pool area and when I did he couldn't keep his hands off of me Aww. like he was like like loved all over me like making out mm. with me and he wanted to like put me on his shoulders and piggyback me around the pool like Aww. so it was just fun to like experience that and really mm. in that moment is when I learned like it's not about him wanting to see other women it's just a thing like you want to see that stuff because it's sexy and it it makes your relationship sexy and then I can feel sexy it it makes you closer in a way I feel like when now I can connect with someone more Mm -hmm. and it brings us even closer Mm -hmm. like because it's not just about the physical it's like a yeah. And porn really does make sex good sometimes because but, it's so boring sometimes to yes, have sex when and you're tired. Yeah. You put on porn and you have sex and it uh-huh. it almost makes you like it like re-energize to have sex and we'll turn it off and just keep having sex. Yeah. But it starts the car. Mhm. It's the jumper cables to yes. dead battery sometimes. Yeah. And um I think the the guy or the partner has to have the right mindset too. So because I think there are some guys who are just there to stay, you know, you have to be in the right relationship with the right yes, person. there are some guys that are very much like that. And, and usually they'll want it for you as, yeah, for yeah. you as well and not just them. It's like a thing you do, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then the biggest thing that I've gotten, you know, with when I was a member of the Mormon church and stuff that validated my porn is bad thing was just how people were saying that it wasn't really ethical and we don't need to go into how things were unethical or things that you've experienced or whatever but one of the things that I've learned as I've left the church and gotten into making porn and content is that OnlyFans really is making the industry more ethical like it's creating an ethical space for creators and performers um yeah it's helped I mean we we've been doing some 
it's not just OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. We've been working for a long time at it. and Like, they, the industry's things, done a lot of shadow work, and they've worked on making things just more ethical. Yeah, and things like, changes like that don't happen overnight. They take mm-hmm. time. Um, but, yes, OnlyFans has definitely helped. Uh, it's given the performers more power, so, like, shifting the power from the companies into the performers more. So um, a scene that we would, if we were offered a scene or a film and it was something we weren't really interested in, but, you know, we have to pay the bills, um, we would take it and just do it because we needed the money. But now we have the option to say no mm-hmm. because of that OnlyFans like kind of cushion, I guess. And also, um, it's gotten to the point where we're making enough from OnlyFans that we can hire the directors. And so the directors are so nice to us and they treat us so well on set. Some of them already did, but they're extra nice now because we're hiring them now to film our stuff. For example, yesterday we hired <laughs> yes we hired uh, Chris Streams. He said I could shout him out. Yeah, um, and he works for Evil Angel. Yeah, he used to uh, work for Jules Jordan for a really long time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was really, I think he was pretty easy to work with. Like he, yeah, he, I mean he definitely directed us too. But he, mm-hmm. it was interesting because he kind of was able to like step back though and really let us tell him what we wanted. Yeah, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he catered to us a bit, the yeah. stuff that we wanted to do. Well, yeah, because we're... Yeah, we're paying him, yeah. and that's, like, the thing. Uh-huh. So I'm curious what it's like to go on a directed set that's not, like, a that's performer not... paying, because now I want to see the contrast, and I'll probably get there at some point, but, yeah. Um, it's just, like, um, it's it's still good, but you just have to do a little more work because it's for someone else's, mm-hmm. or not... You, Maybe just things you wouldn't normally do, but that you're still enjoying, but not how you would do it, but it's their thing, yeah. so. Yeah, because when we went on there, it was mm-hmm. literally him being like, okay, like, what what do you guys want to do? Yeah, What's your vision for this one? It's kind of nice to work for other companies still, because you can um, get into, like, the same routine, so it'll help, like expand your yeah or if you're in a creative like rut kind of it'll help you get out of that and and just getting different ideas different perspectives yeah I mean I really do like how OnlyFans has you know created this space for 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 porn stars to go and make a little extra cash so they're not having to take on those those tough roles and then really it has just handed the um, power more so in the hands of the performer yeah there are like Almost no, there really aren't any toxic sets anymore. That's We've, good. I love that. Yeah. Um, here's a question that I know you've probably gotten that's just been beat to death. <laughs> but we're going to address it because I know I have lots of Mormon and ex-Mormon listeners who have heard of this uh, movement. So we're just going to say it one oh. time. And then I know you don't want to talk about it anymore off of this podcast, if, if you can. Well, also, I feel like it gives them free promotion. Oh, like, yeah. But, I mean, they're kind of big and, yeah, anyway. Well, they're not so, getting any promotion here. And, like, I hate people this term will, like, that we're going to say here in just a second. People who, like, don't even talk to me will, like, 
not even say hi how are you they'll just text me like what do you think about this or they'll dm me and be like what are your thoughts on this and i'm like hello to you too um (laughs) but okay so porn kills love fight the new drug it's owned by mormons yeah yeah i mean really is there much more to say about that the Uh, love is still in my house and they're they're sign (laughs) i'm using air quotes they're scientific Research is not accurate because it's done by um, private uh, organizations with an agenda. Yeah. Um, And it is complete bullshit. Like literally yesterday, (laughs) I'm on set with Christy Stevens and Chris Streams and I'm getting text messages from my partner saying how much he loves me and how he's hoping I'm having a good day. Even today, he's like, hey, babe, I, I know you're busy, like, on set, like, mm-hmm. I love you, and I'm feeling the love from him, and it's, yeah. porn does not uh, fucking kill love, you no. dumbasses. And I, I have them blocked, fight the new drug, oh, and anything like that, I've, I've blocked them, and um, I think it's just people who want to control other people, and maybe people who are jealous, um, because they'd don't feel like they can be that open mm-hmm. about their sexuality. Very repressed It's definitely a people. way of manipulation and control because even that, the porn kills love, that actually yeah. was something I leaned on when I was trying to get my partner to not look at porn. I was like, oh, oh you're damaging like our relationship and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I haven't looked into the, like, porn kills love. Like, what is, I, I didn't, I was like, this is bullshit. I just... Yeah. I haven't learned about them enough. I think it enough. came out after you were already in the industry. So what is their what is even their mes- message besides? Basically, like it's just a drug. Like it's toxic to the family. Well, toxic um, relationships. and anything can be addictive. You get, like sugar, um, cleaning. You know, literally anything. Yeah. Anything can psychologically, but it's not. It's not physically addictive like mm-hmm. a drug. You know, yeah. an actual. Um, drug yeah it's just That's, and they try to say that there's like the they, new drug it's been around well, since ancient like, times they try to tie they're, in like the porn like oh there's human trafficking and there's stds and like 90 percent of trafficking and that's dangerous to say because i've talked to trafficking survivors and they they don't like that either it's like 90 percent happens uh they get trafficked from people they know not like porn from their boyfriends, their parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, people they work with. It's it's very um, sinister. And if anything, I'd say we're at least more aware of it and we can stop it because if we find out that's going on, we can put a stop to it. It's yeah. I feel like the these, these types of movements, they're just trying to put the industry into a dark space. Yeah, like it, the like the back the back alley, and that mm-hmm. almost makes things more dangerous for people because then they don't know the proper venues and places to go yeah. to get into the industry. They don't actually care about trafficking; they just care about um, trying to make porn go away for yeah. some reason. Um, and then also just like the STD thing, so the same thing was said about people in the lifestyle and the STD testing standards. You guys, I'm I'm personally impressed by it. Um, I mean, you've told me like we're going to go on set today and we're going to show our results. And yeah, so we test at um, certain testing centers and the results come back the next day, um, in the morning of the next day, and we test every 13 days. 
Um, it's like a 14-day test, so you go in every 13 days, and it's really quick, and um, comes back the next day, and when we're on set, we send a copy of the test, or your agent does, to the company and the, like, the producer, so they have a copy of your test, and then also, we all of the performers will uh, exchange tests and IDs so we all check each other whoever's working with each other will check each other's tests and IDs um, unless you already know their nice. legal name yeah nice so yeah when people are like they have STDs I laugh because people hooking up like randomly in a club you know and they and they don't test like maybe once a year yeah I'm like I I know I I know what my status is. When yeah. was the last time you tested? Yep, yep, yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Um, and and the one of the more interesting things that I've just recently learned, even from Chris, he said this yesterday too. Is well, he said there's a lot of Mormon performers in the adult industry, and I was like, well, they're probably ex-Mormon, but still. Yeah, that's like, what he meant. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's like how I heard it. But so you don't have to name names, but like, do you bump into a lot of ex-religious or ex-Mormon performers? Lots, yeah, and some of them are open about it. Alina Lopez, um, there's, yeah. What's, where she? What was her denomination that she? Denomination. Like, she, oh, she was Mormon. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. she, she even wore like a BYU shirt and posted on Twitter, so I wow. feel okay saying that. Um, a lot of us are, there are a lot of specifically ex-Mormons. That's, that's awesome. Um, and then ex-religious, I'm sure, um, but that doesn't come up much. Yeah. I know for me when I decided to go to OnlyFans, it was supposed to be like this thing that helped me deconstruct my internalized sexual misogyny. That's why I got into, I guess, the industry, OnlyFans. Because really OnlyFans is the a part of the industry now. Mm -hmm. um, but why do you think that there are a lot of um, like ex-Mormons, ex-religious people in the adult industry, in the adult porn industry? Um, well, before OnlyFans, that was the only option for it. Uh, probably to deconstruct because it's not like a rebellious thing. It's more like we were repressed for so long and it's a controlled environment and everyone is tested and there are other people on the set to make sure that things don't get out of hand and everyone sticks to their boundaries, like the directors, production assistants. Um, and yeah, it's a way for us to explore what we enjoy. And um, honestly, I really don't know why there are so many. We're, maybe we are, all are just freaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I wonder if it is kind of what you just said, where it's an, it's a controlled, safe environment for mm -hmm. people to go and continue to expand their sexual horizons. Yeah, and you get to learn cool new things, and also, like, um, yeah, it's just a way to learn and figure out what you like. Yeah, and maybe and, even inspire people. And it's like reclaiming sex for yourself instead of yeah. it belongs to the church or your husband or whoever. I love that. That's definitely 
that's that's me for sure right mm-hmm. there um and as yeah. far as like the ex-mormon community goes mm-hmm. so you said you left the church 15 years ago and you didn't Over have that. much of a community i left I will... in 2003 in 2003 okay mm-hmm. i are you sure about that 2003 I graduated in 2004. Oh, no, so. that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. Because we're only a few years apart. Because mm-hmm. 2003, I was 13. Yeah, so... Depending on when you left, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Okay, Um. and here's the thing. So, I actually met you through the ex-Mormon community yeah. on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. you were on another ex-Mormon TikToker, TikTokers Live. Mm-hmm. Um, You were kind enough to to do that with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been circulating the ex-Mormon TikTok community? The TikTok community or the ex-Mormon community Let's as a say whole? the TikTok community. Um, did that just happen by accident? You saw it in your algorithm? Or did yeah, you like, out? no, I started TikTok because everyone was saying, just do it. I mean, I think we were all, millennials were a little, hes- and Gen X were a little hesitant to start TikTok at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so during like 2020 at some time, the pandemic is when I joined and I think it just popped up on my feed cause it probably figured out that <laughs> I was ex-Mormon somehow cause TikTok is like that. Yeah. And I saw one post and I was like, oh, there's a whole community here. And I think I saw some people I knew from Twitter and yeah, that's how I got but you, so you said Twitter, so you were, like, viewing ex-Mormon content prior to TikTok then? Yeah, um, it was actually, like, un- an unfortunate, um, like, Mormons were getting mad at me about something uh, because I shot for a certain company that they don't like or something, and that's how I found the ex-Mormon community, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Like they were rolling in the comments for you or? Uh, the, uh, or your the, algorithm yeah. you to the ex-Mormon stuff. Well, and there were, I'm not going to say their name because no promotion for them, a very toxic sub-niche group of Mormons who watch certain porn sites mm. and just so that they can go and hate on the women who mm-hmm. do those sites. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't know this is a thing, and that's how I kind of found it all. Oh. Um, Interesting. But it was really cool to see, though. I'm I'm like, I'm glad it happened because there was no ex-Mormon community when I left. Uh, like, there was nothing. No one was... I mean, people were leaving the church, but not like now. Publicly. And it when I left, I didn't think people would ever leave. Maybe a few here and there. And when I saw like tons of people leaving, I was like, I just got really excited because I guess I never had that community. It was just cool to see so many people break free of it. Yeah. When when it seemed so impossible before. You, so it's funny, I I left in 2019 before TikTok, and I wasn't really circulating YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, like I wasn't, so when I left, I didn't feel like I had a community whatsoever. Mm -hmm. When you left, you didn't have, like, maybe you did, 2003, you did not have an online community for ex-Mormon stuff. No. So your community, you found it, and I say physically in the sense that you were physically present. In real life. And what community was that? 
Uh, the rave scene in Utah. There's a huge, uh, I mean, it's even bigger now. Now it'd be considered like EDM festival. Uh-huh. But at the time it was like raves, underground, you know. Are they still old school. doing this? Yeah, yeah, it's just more mainstream now, but there's still the community there, and the same people own the, um, they the same people throw the festivals now, and they've gotten bigger. But it was just such everything that the Mormon Church claimed to be, um, loving, peace, all that. Like I actually found that in in the rave in the rave community, and Mm -hmm. I'm assuming there were ex Mormons in the rave community. Yeah, and. Yeah, there were a lot. Um, not never most too, but yeah, and the values were like peace, love, unity, respect, plur was the thing. And that I was between college uh stripping and the raves, I was able to have like a healthy balance of community still and support. Um yeah. because there wasn't the ex Mormon community yeah I feel like the pandemic really did give or at least for TikTok ex, mm-hmm. the ex-Mormon TikTok community I think really became such a big deal because of the pandemic because people were leaving the yeah. Mormon church in large amounts in 2020 because some might think that the members were just being lazy and didn't want to go back to church I don't think that was the case I think really what it was was the mind control was not easy. Yeah, well, when you never get a break from it and you're so busy in something, uh-huh. you don't have a chance to evaluate it. Yeah. You, you're you so busy doing it, you can't, yeah. you don't have a chance to Church think about Sundays, it. Church on Sundays, you're meeting with your Yeah, with they your keep bishop. you so busy that you can't stop to yeah. think, hey, is this what I should be doing? Or Seminary, I mean, even for the parents mm-hmm. sending their kids to seminary, you're still a part of that. <clears throat> and, like, just everything yeah I feel like people finally Mutual. had time to actually look yeah. at it the family home mm-hmm. meeting church callings like all that stuff yeah so um that's kind of why I think ex-mormon tiktok really blew up and I love that we have that community now yeah um, it's really cool to see it's it, definitely cool I I never thought I would see it ever. That's something that my younger self would have never expected. Is to see such a big community online. Of ex-Mormons, yeah. I thought I was going to be like yeah. alone in my experience forever and no one would ever understand. Yeah. The one thing that I have noticed, though, and it's gotten a lot better recently with mm-hmm. the ex-Mormon community online is I feel like it's gotten better. I'll just, again, emphasize that. But in the beginning, I think for me, I think it was a little hard to find a space for myself because when I got on TikTok, I had already had an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get on TikTok to promote my OnlyFans, but I did talk about it because yeah. it was a part of my deconstruction. Yeah, a huge part. Well, yeah. yeah, so at that time when I joined TikTok, I was deconstructing my um, internalized sexual misogyny. Mm-hmm. And that's why my content was always so geared to that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd, you know, talk about the other stuff because you do kind of um, feel influence and stuff to share things that other people are. But yeah, um, do you feel like there's been a space for ex-Mormons like you, like the porn stars in the ex-Mormon community, like even uh, now? So um, there are some very accepting, really cool, um, nice, kind ex-Mormons who 
are open and don't care about the porn stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some, well, I know some have said not nice things because I do porn. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm the outcast of the outcast group. Um, uh, and some are just afraid because they're taught for so long that porn is next to murder. Mm-hmm. And that it's this big, bad, scary thing. So, yeah, I definitely felt othered by some of the ex-Mormon do community. Do you still feel like that sometimes? Yeah. I do too. I think people forget to de- deconstruct that part. Mm-hmm. They'll deconstruct the main important things as they should, like racism and homophobia and all of that. But then they'll forget or just be too afraid because... For some reason, sexual shame is, like, really hard for some people. Um, so, yeah, they'll just stop. <laughs> they'll yeah. stop. and They kind of get to their comfort level of things yeah. and they not want to continue to dig. Because and it's unfortunate because there's so much more out there. Well, especially when it comes to, and I hope I have women listeners who agree with me on this, but I think especially when it comes to, like, the ex-Mormon community of women, and I love it. I root for them. And mm-hmm. they're just like, they're posting like, okay, I'm showing my shoulders. What yeah. do you guys think? I'm so, like, they'll post a picture on Faith Journey Meetups. I'm showing my shoulders. Like, this is a big deal. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go see my family for the first time wearing this. And, you know, like, I'm trying to get comfortable wearing certain things. And then here I am literally fucking, like, posting nudes on the internet and wearing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, go, girl. Like, I'm clapping for you. Like, go you. But then it's like I feel – I don't feel – The reciprocated And I don't support. need to feel the validation, but at the same time, like, just I just don't feel like I'm, like, I'm not ex- welcome. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Um, and, like – yeah, I, I just feel the same way, definitely. Um, not all of them, but... It's by an interesting l- thing. Like, even the yeah. men, I think, yeah, I was have gonna an say issue that too. deconstructing some stuff because in yeah. their minds, they're like, okay, I've left the Mormon church now. Yeah. I can be free with my thoughts. And then they forget, okay, well, there's still consent. There's yeah. still, like... You shouldn't just straight up send a dick pic to a girl yeah, and be like, like hey, do you want to fuck? Like, or they might see women as objects Yeah, still. they do still objectify women. Mm-hmm. And not see them as equals. Yeah. Um, and I think actually doing porn, like, doing it brought it down to such a human level for me. So it's not the big scary thing. It's literally just normal people with families, with kids, with boyfriends and girlfriends, going to set work and it's a job we just do our job and go home it's not this crazy thing that the media makes it out to be or the church it's like wouldn't you say i mean yeah if you want to talk yeah Yeah, no i i completely agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. like i do think the media is for sure and the church yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah church the mormon church and that once you do it and you see it you're Mm like oh it's just people yeah. enjoying and yeah ha- having fun and yeah. yeah I think also like couples like they not a lot of couples will deconstruct the sexual side of their relationship with mm-hmm. porn so you still have the women who hate porn and hate women who are sexually like liberated and free and want to show off and then you have um these 
these men who kind of play a smash or pass game where it's like, oh yeah, I totally bang that chick. Oh yeah, I'd bang her. I'd bang her. I'd bang her. And it's like, Mm -hmm. they feel like they're free to say these things, but they're not remembering that you're objectifying a woman because she's dressing a certain way. And they didn't really get to have that phase as like hormonal teenagers yeah yeah I try I try to be empathetic but at the same time I like you're to an let adult them now and yeah say, look like that's not okay yeah like, it's really not you're okay pushing me like eat like let's just say like the ex-mormon men or whoever they're mm. creating a space for you in the ex-mormon community but at the same time they're pushing you away yeah they're like you can come hang out with us we want to fuck you yeah yeah and like and then the women are like and I don't want to say all women, guys. I'm honestly, I'm with another ex-Mormon female who has experienced this. This is a real thing. Mm. Then you have these um, women who are just like they—they're intimidated, not intimidated. They're infuriated by you and your presence because, like, it's just a whole it's thing. It's probably they haven't deconstructed. some some jealousy, jealousy and fear and intimidation. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they're free of the church, but ugh, when those you know, when your brain is growing and that's what you're learning, it's hard to, like, undo that, I guess. Yeah. But also, I think if it's a couple, the guy, like, both, you know, both people have to deconstruct or it won't work. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to do that together or someone is going to feel yeah, not good. Yeah, that's what my partner mm-hmm. and I had to do because I hated women. I did not like attractive women. I did not mm. like porn. I hated it because... I, I still liked them for me, but yeah. Well, no. See, uh-huh. but, and that was the other thing that mm. I was also like, I'm bisexual and I didn't realize that. So that I think mm. I had a little bit more of an edge mm-hmm. to the distaste for women. Mm-hmm. But like, I just feel like you had said, couples need to deconstruct together on that because Mm -hmm. that's you also setting boundaries and saying I'm okay with this I'm not okay with that yeah and to just have open conversations about it and just letting things go yeah and just saying you're looking at porn that's okay I'm gonna look at porn we're gonna be fine yeah oh what kind of porn are you into and just start to embrace it like let go of this like just the purity culture, modesty, like just let it go. Wear your tank tops. Go out, have fun with your babes. Like go, fuck, go to Vegas, have a girl's trip, be sexy and just have a good time and just stop like making the adult industry people feel bad. Or, feel or bad. just like it's pe- just, you don't the have more, space. the more, um, I guess, yeah, the more adults or more open people. Um, like if we're, gonna I know not all ex-Mormons will be into the same thing but it's not about liking or not liking something it's this is part of the deconstruction it's not like oh well I just don't like that like you that was part of the indoctrination and until you actually look at it you don't you don't really know if it's the programming or if if that's how you actually yeah feel yeah so, I'm happy you have you uh, have the rave community. Yeah, I am too. I feel like it gave you the sparkle that you have now. <laughs> it definitely helped. It was it was always there, there. There were a lot of cool like once once I lived there for a few months, I met the 
not Mormon or the ex-Mormon underground people. Yeah, I do think it's gotten a lot better just in the ex-Mormon community talking about sex. Because mm-hmm. um, now we're kind of steering into this direction where people are actually coming out and saying, hey, I'm in the lifestyle with my partner. Yeah. Like, more and more people I, are I coming love that. out and yeah. saying that and owning it, and I'm living for it. Yeah. So I think talking about our sexuality is definitely becoming a thing now and I love it. Yeah, and not everyone has to be a swinger either. No, yeah. But just at least be willing to look at that and go, is this what I believe or is this the indoctrination? Yeah. Um are you optimistic to see this new tide of sexual curiosity coming in? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's welcomed. Yeah, it's very welcomed. Definitely welcomed. Welcomed. Welcome. We will welcome you with open um, arms. Do you have any like words of advice that you would like to give to our listeners in regards to sex, porn, exploration? It doesn't have to be like a long thing, but um, that's uh, I mean, kind of a broad. Kind of, yeah, I feel like we covered a lot of, of it. Done that, but um, mm-hmm. when it comes to watching porn as a couple, um, like advice. Yeah, so for me, for example, when mm-hmm. it comes to watching porn, like, I know when my husband originally, like, brought it up. And by the way, I kind of interchange husband and partner, just so you guys know. Um, but he actually let me pick the stuff first. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So yeah. that was, like, good for me and my relationship, would you recommend yes. people do that? Yeah. So if it's uh, – if it is a man-woman – marriage relationship type of thing um it is helpful to let the woman if because typically guys will be more ready to watch it like don't force her to watch it obviously or shame her or anything like kind of encourage her or yeah let basically I mean let her choose the content because that's gonna make yeah her let her choose the content um Make sure, just, like, show her that she can enjoy it Mm -hmm. without you, like, slobbering all over the screen. Like, make it about your wife's pleasure and your pleasure together watching this. There have been times with my partner where he'll be fucking me with the porn and he's staring at the screen the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I've literally, like... Bitch, fucking look at me. Yeah, (laughs) you definitely and look at her reaction. Enjoy that. Like that doesn't happen all the time, you guys. And I'll and I'll be real. Like I'm not that mad about it because it's but when something's interesting happening. That's just advice for people who want to go there. Yeah, Yeah, and that's like honestly like the baby steps into watching porn. The other side I want to say is women, or maybe the more jealous partner. I was the more jealous partner. You need to have a certain level of empathy for your partner who likes porn don't shame that person for what they like and um instead of thinking about like focus more on yourself and what you're interested Mm -hmm. in like because it's okay for you to like it Mm -hmm. and so many women watch porn now just like explore your own interests and if you need to just be less worried about yeah. Yes. Love it. I think it's time we dive into some of the fun stuff. I love fun stuff. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned that. Yeah. I've, I've learned that about you this weekend. <laughs> you definitely love the fun stuff. I do too. Um, 
So let's just go ahead and answer some of these fun questions that I came up for you. Um, let's just dive in. Okay. What is your favorite porn category? Um, I don't have a favorite. Like, to perform or to watch? Both. To perform? It just, I like variety of both, actually. Like, um, to keep it, I don't know. I don't want to say fresh, but it's good to, like, variety is spice of life. Um, it's good to have, like, a variety yeah. of different things you like. Performing, I do like gonzo. I mean. Describe, okay, define that. Because so, I just learned what gonzo was. It's basically, like, no script, and you just go, there's, like, a short tease, and you go straight into the sex. Okay. Um, I like that because it's a quicker, much, much quicker day, and also, <laughs> it looks really cool and stuff. Um, and to watch, uh, yeah, I like to watch a little bit of everything. I know you like Girl Girl. Um, I like to do Girl Girl watching. It depends. Yeah, I watch everything. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what has been... Okay, actually, I have a story about this. Okay. I do want to tell this story. The question is, what has been your favorite shoot? And I know you get that question <laughs> a lot. And there's a reason why I kept the question in. Because, you know, when we were going over the framework, you were like, oh, I get that question all the time. Mm -hmm. But then a funny story happened, okay? So I post... A picture of Christy Stevens on my Instagram. I tag her. And one of my um, fans, followers, friends, I like to call them, uh, slides into my DMs and goes, oh my gosh, I love that you're with her. She did one of my most favorite scenes ever. <laughs> and of course I tell Christy, and she's genuine. She's like, yeah. well, what do you say? I was like, which one? Yeah, yeah, just like that. So I, you know, click, 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 type, type. Which one? She wants to know. And then he goes, <laughs> it's funny, because he goes, the one where she's the stepmom and she has <laughs> to share a hotel room with her stepson. And then she goes, that, um, you said that? Uh, that really narrows oh, it down. That, oh, that one. Because that's like almost all of them. Yeah. It's like, literally, that does <laughs> not narrow lot, it down. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And it's like, I don't, I think people, because... Most people remember when they have sex, but if it's your job, do you remember every day that you go into work and what you did that day and what happened? It's like that because it, it's work. People, uh -huh. It's way more professional than people think it is. It's work. It's a job. Yeah. And after a while, it all blurs together. Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah, it really didn't narrow it. I was like... <laughs> Can he, like, does he know what company? Oh, he, he ended up sending a link. <laughs> and she saw the link, because I showed it to her. I've done so many good ones. And she goes, that one? What did yeah. he say? Uh, it was, like, one of my really lazy, not even lazy, just not my A-game. Like, it was, like, no makeup artist, and... Just super quick, no, like, not a big crew, in and out, and just not a ton of, like, performance or energy put into it, and it ended up being on the front page of Pornhub, and I'm like, yes, of course this one would go viral, yep. versus, like, my, like, super, like, 
anal, DP, eveling, you know, out of all of them. And it was this one that you consider to be lazy. That I can, not lazy, but. I saw it and I saw your position and I'm like thinking in my mind, that is not lazy. Like that looks like some freaking leg work. Yeah, I think it was the POV angle, but also, like, I've done really cool, like... Like, cool positions. And, and... like, with, like, yeah, like, evil angel kind of stuff, yeah, I guess. Yeah, objects. Yeah, and just theatrics and acting and just so I... many other things. Also, POV kind of sucks because you... I love to look at people at the in person. the eye. Mm-hmm. And I love to make out, and mm-hmm. you can't do either of those for POV. Yeah. Unless it's a boy or girl, girl. Yeah. But yeah. So I was like, really, that one. Out of all the things I've done, <laughs> I was like... It looked pretty hot, though. I saw it. I mean, I'm not complaining. I was like, like damn. But I've had, like, so many other scenes that I put so much more work into, and I'm like, couldn't those have gone viral? I don't know. It was a good one, but still, I get what you're saying, because I yeah. posted TikToks that have gone viral, and I'm like, what? Yeah. That one, and I've oh, done yeah. so much work on this other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate when that happens, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that boosted you at all? Like, got, um, like got you more work, I, or, I mean, you're probably working just as much anyway, but. I don't really, <laughs> sounds bad, but, like, I don't look at it too often, like, it probably helped, but I don't know how, like, it helped that much. Yeah. Maybe a little boost. Yeah, well. Yeah. I was going to say, drop the link. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. It's probably not hard to find, honestly. Um, porn, just search Christy Stevens on Pornhub. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part about your career? Um, All of it. D, all of the above. All of the above. I yeah. like that. Um, Honestly... It does, uh, it is work, so, like, it has its ups and downs, but... Well, I got another question, highs and lows of your career? Mm, I don't think there are any lows, it's just cycles. Yeah. It, um, comes, yeah, it cycles. Do you think the pandemic was considered somewhat of a low for everybody? No, no, we needed the time off. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Every, I think everyone did in every industry. It was a nice break. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously there were highs and lows, but that was more in my personal life and mm-hmm. not my career. Like, I've been pretty, I've been lucky enough to be, like, pretty consistent and solid with my work. Yeah. You mm-hmm. seem like the kind of person who goes in and just, like, I mean, I definitely have Enjoys companies yourself. that, like, so my main companies that were booking me for two or three years would be, like, Hustler and Kink, and then it would switch to, like, browsers and this, you know, mm-hmm. so it rotates, but, like, it comes back around eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you only had to stick to one category of content creation for the rest of your life, what would it be? Category like uh, I don't know DP kink, GG. Hmm. I mean, is there an everything category? No, you have to pick. If there was I, only one thing, I what would it be? I couldn't pick honestly. Yeah, that's hard. It's like I, trying to pick your your favorite kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would try to find a workaround. Yeah, even a I loop, even loop I can't think of one actually. 
orgy and then you could branch off into that and within that you do anal and yeah there you go yeah just have an island if you will also if you can hear the sounds behind us this is california la it's welcome to the speed cars in the background yeah that happens on my twitch a lot i'm like okay no one cares (laughs) there's a lot of sports cars out here so yeah people love to do that um, what is uh, a day in the life of an adult performer like yourself, like on a shoot day, when you're scheduled to shoot with a company? It's honestly way more boring than people think. It's like, uh, usually waking up early, it depends if it's anal or not. Uh-huh. Um, if it's anal, you have to wake up two extra hours earlier to clean out. Uh, and then, um, pack your wardrobe. They don't provide wardrobe. Usually, we usually provide them. Sometimes they do. Do they and, tell you what to pack? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's, yeah. And um, then we go to set, get into hair and makeup, uh, and, yeah. And then we go into the still pictures, because people some people don't know what stills are. The, the photos that you see of just the girls. They're called pretty girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, the stills with the boy girl or girl girl, whatever scene it is. Um, if it's anal, then you warm up again once you're on set because it's been a while since you cleaned out in the morning. Yeah, it's, um, and then you do dialogue and you take pictures of the dialogue and video of the dialogue. Oh, wow. And you, you'll, you can be on set for like 10 hours without ever having sex. Like, it's, the sex is literally the quickest part. Once you get to it, <laughs> like the video, then you're pretty much done in 30 minutes unless there's an issue, which usually there isn't. I feel like um, the stuff we did tonight was pretty long. Oh, no, I've been on set for 10 hours. Oh my gosh. And even some For the sex part? Mm-hmm. Uh, like not, no, like all dialogue. Oh. And by the time you get to the sex, you're like worn out. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you find it in you, but like... <laughs> Um, so sometimes, but a typical, that's like with a lot of dialogue. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, don't request, no, like don't request dialogue. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know I said that tonight and she was like, don't say that. Um, You're but uh, your words. I, I just said careful with Jewish work. Oh, I know. I used, I used to want that too. I was like, I'm going to be an actress. And, oh. and then I was like on set for 13 hours. Oh man. So like, do you get paid more for dialogue? No, like, no? No? You get paid the same amount for dialogue versus Gonzo? If you're on set for, like, over 12 hours, then there'll be, like, a small extra fee. Or, like, if you're just on set for dialogue, then yeah. But usually you do dialogue and the... So that's why I'm like, Gonzo. Mm. But also, I mean, some people... Like, it is nice to have that... A dialogue scene once in a while, but does anyone watch it? Like, uh... Most yes. people just, they do? I thought most oh, people no. fast forward and nope, do it. Nope, nope, Not my husband, at least. <laughs> Not my husband. Well, I'm glad that my, all oh, my... And I've had them. guys ask for customs, and mm-hmm. it's legit the longest fucking script of dialogue for a custom video. Well, you can just... It's just so long. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely short... Yeah, it's... 
anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the dialogue being difficult, but I think there is a group of men who do but, like the dialogue. But, but it's also very professional because you're also, when, when you get to say, first you fill out paperwork, um, you have to have two forms of government-issued IDs with at least one with a photo. The other can be, like, a social security card. They take pictures of you holding your ID, then they take pictures of just the ID, um, exchange tests, and it's just, people think we're partying, and we're really just, like, working, and want to go home, and, like, yeah, yeah, chill, and, yeah. It's, like, way more professional, and way more professional than people think, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw that. Mm -hmm. Um... So, you were telling me a little bit of a trick that I didn't know. So, and I'll just say, for example, um, I was telling you that, oh, I might be on my period when I come down this weekend. <laughs> and you were like, oh, that's okay. Makeup um, sponges. Yeah, yeah, you could put a makeup sponge well, up there. Just make sure you boil it and let it dry to get the chemicals out. Yeah, and then just put it up there, and then that helps with the. Yeah, let it dry so it's not hot, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you have you, any other little like fun tips for listeners that might be fun for them to know? That's like one of the main ones, but just off the top of my head. That's any like magic? Porn magic? No. There's, yeah, I can't think of anything. Can you? Well, you kind of made a funny joke yesterday. Our shoes came off and we ended oh, up that, on the floating that, cloud bed and you were like, this that's is not magic. A tip. That's not a tip for sex, though. Yeah. That's just for the video. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like the porn magic. Oh, it's just because in um, mainstream film, they uh-huh. you can't just magically have your shoes off. Yeah. Like you have to take them off on camera, mm-hmm. but it looks awkward doing it on camera in porn. Yeah. So in mainstream, they don't do that, so we call it porn magic because they're just magically off of our feet. Yeah. And most people don't notice. Some do, but most Oh, don't. I know. It's always funny yeah. when it's like the one guy who noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was wearing heels oh. before. <laughs> yeah, but as far as like any tips, I can't really think of any. Oh, actually, that's not true. Um,. Who was it? Donnie. Mm-hmm. He said tonight, because I was asking him, I was like, how do you stay hard this whole time? Oh, I wouldn't know that. Well, he answered it for me. Mm. He said that guys just need to mindlessly get a boner and mindlessly just jerk it and keep it hard and watch TV. Oh, yeah, edge it. Not, yeah, edging. Not edging. Yeah. and Just edging at, like, boring times. And while your mind is engaged on other things, so, like, your body and your brain can do two, like... Two separate things. At once. Yeah. He also said working out helps. And eating right the night yeah. before. Eating certain foods the night before. Yeah. Yeah, because he really was, like, a long time just holding on. <laughs> yeah. I feel so, like they honestly could have kept going. So, pract- and he said practice. Lots of practice. So, I guess I do Yeah, know. so that's a tip for and the guys. Dream. Just... Mm-hmm mindlessly edge well not maybe not mindlessly but yeah um oh here's a fun one speaking about men in porn (laughs) advice to men who think it would be so cool to be a porn star uh i actually can just share a little story oh gosh the thing is especially as like an of content creator i get guys who dm me constantly 
offering to lend their dick for content. I'm sure you get that too. Oh, that's so nice of them. So I love thoughtful. it. But here's here's the fucking truth. Well, one. How nice and charitable. Yeah. It's like, I don't think they understand that, yes, there is um, sexual pleasure. And you do have both. It's yeah, magic when it's I've, both. I'm like, that probably sounds weird. I do genuinely enjoy y- Yes, sex. you do. Because mm-hmm. you were even saying that during, like, even going into it. You, mm-hmm. you just want to enjoy the sex. Like, well, no, let's just I have want to put sex. a good performance too, but like, yeah. but if you just focus on having good sex and remember to turn out, then it's usually a good performance. Yeah. So that's how I get a good performance. Yeah. By enjoying it. So I think that you have these guys thinking they're going to offer you something. <laughs> I had an experience where I was working with someone who wasn't familiar with how to do that with the popping off. <laughs> Uh, the pop shot the yeah, money shot we didn't get it the, the way we shot. were supposed to but it's fine I forgave that person he's probably listening you're forgiven but what I'm saying is is I get a lot of average Joes who like to lend their dick to make content or they and there's, try to yeah there's just so much there's you know you gotta be able to pop on demand um, last through scene cuts keep you know it, while maintaining get it hard and keep it hard when you need to mm-hmm. and not not pop and pop when you need yes. to yes yeah. so do you have any advice for guys who think it it would be so cool to be a porn star. Um, it's <laughs> most guys. I mean, there's a reason. There's only a few guys in in the industry. Um, if you're okay with like six other dudes in a room staring at you, um, with all these lights and cameras pointing at you, mm-hmm. and it's not comfortable sex. It's athletic sex. Oh yeah. It's you're holding really awkward positions, so it doesn't always feel good. And um, yeah, it's not all. Um, it's not just fucking a girl. It's like performing. You, you with have her. to be able to lead the scene too. Typically, a strong male talent. Well, we just call it male talent. I know it's weird. Um, guy talent will lead the scene. Sometimes a girl will if she wants to, but usually it's the guy. And it's kind of like a dance. We'll follow their lead. So they need to be able to position the girl, know what, the, what the, their scene partners want, um, and like turn out to the camera and make... Their job is to make the girl look good. And... Um, and they're usually turning out. Sometimes they they can't even go all the way in because you need to see it going in and mm-hmm. out. And if it's all the way in, balls deep, you can't see it. Yeah. So, yeah, it be prepared for like work, basically. Yep. Um, be prepared to work. And and, uh... and you may not be able to stay hard in front of six guys. And the director may need to put his elbow on your shoulder to hold the camera for a POV. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so, like, even... So, you'd have a guy, like, basically hugging your back while you're... Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw something interesting tonight. But he's just doing his job holding the camera, but you have to stay hard through all that. Yeah, well, like, um, when we were doing our content, the mm-hmm. male performer... He was fucking me, right? Like, I was laying there, like, staring up at him. And I was kind of like you. I wanted to look up at him and see his face. Mm-hmm. And um, the camera guy yeah, was literally blocking his face. Yeah, because it's... They yeah. Wa- and and the, 
the well, and he was like just kind of like turned, like the performer yeah, was just he, turned away, like he couldn't do anything. Neck. Yeah, but it's because the viewers loved yeah. seeing our eyes, like we're looking at them. Yeah, yeah. It was just so interesting, and though. It's normal to move from non. It's normal to move to POV for a little bit of it, uh-huh. and then when you see the camera not there, then you just don't look at it. Yeah, again. I just yeah. There's just a lot of little things that you have to remember. You have to know how to pose. Um, just so many things, so much involved. It's really not just a guy sliding into a girl's DMs and saying, hey, I can help you make content. Yeah, well, and it's not just showing up and having sex. There's so much else happening. Oh, and we always um, talk about consent and do's oh, and yes, don'ts right before. before. Like, there are a lot of, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and sharing test results. Yes. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly, I get those requests or um, offers all the time. And I'll be real, if I don't respond, it's because I don't, if I want Why to Why don't find, they just say, hey, I really want to fuck you? Yeah, just say that. Don't say you'll it help sounds, me make content. It sounds so pretentious. And we know what you're, like, we know. We're not so stupid. I would much rather have something, hey, oh, you're really hot. Like, Let's get would, together and fuck. Would you want to, would you be interested in relations <laughs> no yeah. rather than like oh i'm offering you my services like yeah uh, i wouldn't say that to anyone yeah like, i don't even say that like that just i mean a so dick pic and an offer to make content honestly is just laughable to me at this point yeah so um oh i guess we're coming to the end oh i get to do rapid fire questions Ooh, with you okay can i have a moment to yes. get in the zone yes okay we're gonna do some breathing and you got centering. This. You got this. So rapid fire questions are so fun. Um, I love them. What kind of are they? They're fun ones. Like are they church related? No, or... no, they're just fun. Oh, random fun. Yeah, ones. they're yeah. just random fun ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like I suck at stuff like this, but I'll try. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, da, da, da. okay, sorry guys, I'm just looking through these. Um, what is your favorite type of weather? Rainy, because we never, I mean, today of oh, all God. days we got it, but like I love cloudy and with a light drizzle because it's that we don't get seasons here in California, no changing of the seasons at all, which is nice. It's nice that it's always sunny, but it's really cool when it rains and it's cloudy so that's my and fall in utah that is really beautiful and i loved that about utah Mm -hmm. watching the leaves turn i never got that here and it was beautiful so yeah that um is your bed made right now no oh actually i'll show you it after this it's like my nest i like i have like six pillows and like yeah um so it's never made, but also I live alone. I mean, I do make, I make it when I, like, I make it sometimes, but on a busy day and I'm in a hurry, like, that's not my top priority, like. I hate making the bed. Like, you're just going to get back in it. Yeah, once yes. in a while you need to or it gets a little, yeah. Yes. I mean, I wash my sheets, but I just don't make it every day. Who is your favorite Disney character? 
I know you. I know you said oh, you don't like cartoons. This is like no, but I love Disney. I know you did say you like this Disney. This is like choosing a favorite child. <laughs> or your favorite. Or your favorite. Uh, I love Maleficent for more recent ones. Um, uh, I didn't care for the psycho one though. Um, there, Encanto is so good. There. Oh, I loved Encanto. There are literally so many. Um, I I really can't choose. I. I used to go to Disneyland because I had the annual passport, so I'd go literally every week. I was like living there for and stay there for thirteen hours. So nice. all of them, all of them. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Do you believe in soulmates? Uh, to an extent. Like I think we're all connected, and yeah, kind of. But like I've had an experience, I guess. Uh, feeling everyone like I was it's all we're all one and connected so kind of yeah would you ever skydive no no me neither no fuck that I have done indoor skydiving was that fun yes I should try that I felt like I was flying and it was really fun it's exhausting though and you're only in there for a couple of minutes yeah and it really is so you don't realize how much energy it takes Mm -hmm. Because your muscles have yeah, to be really tight. I can imagine. But it was so fun. We were coming back, my friend Cherry and I, we were coming back from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And you're probably listening to this, sir. Because <laughs> I know you followed my Instagram. But there was a gentleman. He um, was on the shuttle going to the airport in Vegas with us. Like, you know, the rental car shuttle. And he had just all this confidence. And he sat down. He had this big confidence and was just so, like, happy and started chatting us up and everything and come to find out he'd just gone skydiving that morning actual skydiving actual oh, skydiving that's and he was like job. just like chatting it was just really like oh because he's adrenaline yeah and well he just had so much like confidence and but, like i can do anything but it literally releases yeah that. like yeah it releases all the serotonin and because your brain thinks it doesn't know that it's not flying to your death. Yeah, he was just in, like, this amazing it's, mood. It's like being punched in the face a thousand times. Yeah. Happy I wish I could have bottled it up and eaten, and eaten it myself. But I had told him, I was like, if I, I actually told my friend, I said, if I ever go skydiving, you need to check on me. Because I am not well. Uh, yeah, I'd say try indoor first. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do that. Because that, then you get an idea, just an idea of how it feels. Uh, let's see. Work or play? Play. Love or friendship? Both. Why not both? I actually like that. Money or happiness? Why not both? There you go. (laughs) Cats or dogs? Dogs, but I also... Cats are so misunderstood. People are just not patient enough, or they are not playing with their cats enough. I play with my cat a lot. Yeah. Well, my pussy, not my actual cat. Oh, because I'm like... (laughs) People think that cats can just be on their own, but they do need. They do. To, they need stimulation. I they, fucking do pre- not like they're cats. They're tiny predators, and they would be so like. If they are just, social. Yeah, and it, as long as you're giving them that every day, like it, they're much friendlier creatures. So morning or the, evening. Pets only as good as their owner. Um, evening. Ooh, can I change the context of the question? Mm. When are you most amorous, morning or evening? Early evening or, like, late night? Late night? See, I'm morning. Well, so, I mean, I, there are mornings that I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm ready to go on stream. 
And sometimes I, I mean, I used to dance, so I was up till 3 a.m. So your body's been conditioned to stay up late? Yeah, so it just depends on my mood and mm-hmm. both. Do you shower at night or in the morning? Night, but if I have a scene that day, I'll do it during the morning, yeah. Would you rather fly or have super strength? Fly. That's a good one. Okay. Would you rather find your dream job or win the lottery? Depends on how much my dream oh my dream job would pay more than the lottery. So That's true. I don't think I have a dream job now. I don't really either. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. cute like when you're younger and you're yeah. like I have my dream job or this is what I want I for my be dream. President but then you like I feel like I got to that and then I realized some things about it and I was like oh, I'm not really digging this. Yeah, well when you're a kid you know, yeah. you see your heroes. And... We have a couple more of these. Uh, yeah, keep them. I'm like, okay. I, no, I'm actually, I want to do a lot of these. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Um, Wait, we should do this on Yeah, actually, yes. We oh, are going to go to her your... Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Either, yeah. We'll do your Twitch too. But I want to do more of these. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh... Hold on, I'm thinking. What mythical creature would you believe was real? Unicorns, for sure. I like that. And dragons. What is the strangest thing you ever saw while walking down the street? Oh, and you live in California. <laughs> I swear to God, if you say um, nothing. <laughs> th- no, they call it Hollyweird for a reason. Um, <laughs> like, it's, like, if you, when I first moved to L.A. from Utah, I mean, I lived in Southern California, just not around here. Like, L.A., Southern California in general. I was like, I want to live in Hollywood because that's where, you know, I thought it was the place to be. And after living here for a while, uh, I realized how much I don't want to live there and was so thankful I didn't move there. So, yeah. I, uh... Try not to spend a lot of time on the streets in California because I know I'm oh, going to yeah, see some crazy. weird shit. Um, honestly, like my friends and I are probably the... The craziest thing mm-hmm. is just like each we other. we were the craziest thing that people saw. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to be mean. Like, not mean, but I feel like it would be disrespectful to say some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We just won't even go there. Yep. What's your favorite holiday? Halloween. That's mine too. Yeah. I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. My Absolutely. daughter was born Halloween. in October, too. Oh. And, like, I always had a draw to October, but I never really knew why. And I was just like, oh, it's because of Halloween. But I loved the whole month. Yeah, me too. And then too. my daughter well, was born. the whole month. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. And it's fall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one unusual holiday fact you know? Do you know any unusual holiday facts? Um, not really. Uh... Like, I'm not a big holiday person except yeah. for Halloween. I feel like I'm more so it's now because like, my daughter. Yeah, that's... If I had kids, it would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I do have kids ever, I would feel differently. But it's just another day. Yeah. Like, I've worked on Christmas Day before. Oh, you have? Well, yeah, the director was Jewish. Oh, so, that makes so sense, So he's like, right? I worked on Hanukkah. I was like, yeah. yeah. I would rather... I'm like, I'll make money and then go see my family. Yeah. What is one thing you wish you enjoyed more? Mm, uh, nothing because 
I try to enjoy everything already. Yeah, you definitely live in the moment. I try, I mean, yeah, for the most part. And if I, I'm good at catching myself if I'm not. Yeah. Uh, it's like mindfulness, I guess. Kind of like a meditation. Have you ever gone viral online? Yep. The Was part. it that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably for something else, too, but, like, I don't know. The I one on Pornhub, people. I mean, if I didn't have my job, I wouldn't be on social media at all. I literally didn't have anything. Like, I deleted all my Facebook and all that um, until I started this. Yeah. Well, with that said, do you have any socials you'd like to send our listeners to? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitch a lot, and... Sh- Sarah's going to be on my Twitch. I am going to be on your Twitch. Yes. Yes. So, TV slash Christy Stevens underscore. Twitter and Instagram are at I love Christy. And then... And that's I-L-U-V. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. Love. L-U-V. I love Christy. Christy. Yeah. And then from there, if there's anything else you want to find, you can... You can yeah. find her pretty easily. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like you're pretty easy to find. Fuck, you just Google the girl. She's the first thing that pops up. <laughs> but, um, well, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for having me. This, this was so fun. We're going to have to do another one of these because we yeah. didn't really, we really did not dive into even the church stuff that yeah. you had. I really did want to talk about your upbringing with the church, just your personal upbringing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like go too hard on it. Yeah, there's definitely heavy. a lot of conversations we've had together. Just you brought stuff up that I'm like, oh man, that would be so good. But mm-hmm. really, this she's just going to be a frequent guest when I'm down here. Yeah. So Because this will not be my last trip to LA. I promise you that. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry, you liked it. <laughs> I had a really good time. You're going to want to check out our content. Yes. You know where to find yeah. it. Yeah, that place. I'm not going to shamelessly plug it, but no. if you do want to see it, you, you know where will, to find it. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, Christy. Thank you. And, yeah. Thank and you, you can everyone. watch the Twitch. I'm going to go on her Twitch, and she'll have it up on her Twitch account. Yes. You'll want to check that out. <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wet Spot Podcast. If you have yet to do so, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. We want to continue to do these types of interviews and share more stories with you. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is with our listeners' support. If you'd like to be on an episode of the Wet Spot Podcast, please DM the Instagram page, the Wet Spot Podcast. I am currently looking for return missionaries who might have a sexy story they want to tell. Even if you're not on the podcast, I want to hear your story. So send me a lengthy message in my DMs on Instagram. Links are going to be posted below. We want to hear your story. Thanks for tuning in.